0: Trials is all about crashing with style and getting up again. Hello! <laughs> I'm Antti creative director of Trials, and also prime minister of Finland.
1: Alright, troops, this is episode 29 of the Tired Old Hack podcast. Chris and I just watched the Ubisoft conference. Um, he's just in the washroom, so he'll be down in a few minutes. Um, I only paid attention to a little bit of it. I don't really understand the Just Dance thing at the beginning. I thought that was really long. I, you know, I like Just Dance, actually. That's one of the games that I did used to play, um, but... The fact that they were just playing songs and dancing around didn't really tell me much about the game itself, so that wasn't very good. Um, I honestly thought Andrew WK was going to come out again because they had the band set up again, so I would have liked that actually because I like Andrew WK. But um, but yeah, I mean the rest of it, pfft. Chris seemed to like the Assassin's Creed thing, it looked nice. Can't even remember what other games. There was a pirate one that had a bit uh, ship battles on it. He didn't seem that bothered about that. Um, there was one with the uh, Starlink or something that had Star Fox characters. So now it's another thing he has to buy, which is annoying. But <laughs> other than that, um, I can't even remember half of the games. You're no me on
0: one to buy Starlink.
1: No, I'm just annoyed that it's another toy thing. Yeah, but I'm only going
0: to buy the the R Wing. I don't want to buy a R Yeah, but you still
1: said it was going to be like £60, though. I was just
0: guessing, I don't know. Can I do my podcast, please?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go to bed. Okay, fine. See you later.
0: Bye. (laughs) Did you do the intro? Yeah, I did the intro. Thanks. See you later. Good night. All right, troops, welcome to uh, episode 29. Did you? Yeah. Okay, never mind. (laughs) Apologies. Um, Yeah, so the Ubisoft conference has now finished. Uh, Let me crack open an iron brew just to... Because this one was up and down, so I've got kind of various views. Yeah, so Ubisoft conference is finished uh, in the old land of E3. um, And yeah, it's... Ubisoft conferences are always strange ones because they've... um, Sometimes they're atrocious, sometimes they're fantastic, and sometimes like this year they're, they're just kinda they're, they're a bit of both. There were times where I was just going, What are you doing? This is absolutely terrible and there was times where I was going, Yes, that's excellent, that's a nice surprise and stuff like that. So um this is probably going to be the most up and down of the of the conference report podcasts I'll be doing. Um just because Ubisoft are just kinda weird like that. Um but yeah, let's get cracking. Uh they started off again with Just Dance, like they use, like they always do, and it's like, I don't get it. I get, I get the Ubisoft's one of these ones who's still. And by the way, I'm just going to be saying Ubisoft all the way through. I I know that um, sometimes they say Ubisoft, and I just can't get used to saying that. It'll always be Ubisoft to me, even though technically it's wrong. Um, Ubisoft never seemed to kind of they're one of the few kind of remaining companies that put a spectacle on during their E3 shows whether uh, people want them to or not so you get the feeling that they only added Just Dance as part of the E3 conference just so they could have a song and dance number at the start um, even though, as I said on Twitter if, if, the, if you were to draw a Venn diagram one of those diagrams with the two circles interlinking of people who watch E3 and people who buy Just Dance, the, the two circles couldn't be more separate Um, I think it's fair to say they're completely different audiences so um, it's a bit daft starting with Just Dance all the time because you guarantee 99% of the audience watching uh, an E3 conference couldn't give an eighth of a shit about Just Dance Uh, but yeah there you are it it kicks off with Just Dance anyway. so yeah, I've got all my notes here. Just dance twenty nineteen coming October. Needless song and dance number with a bunch of fannies dancing on the stage. Um, to a variety of uh, songs, including I'm Still Standing, and I got a Twitter question here from do 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 let me just check. From Connor Bennett saying, Is the use of I'm Still Standing maybe some shade at the Vivendi takeover falling through? That was the thing, Vivendi tried to take over, uh Ubisoft slash Ubisoft, um, and it didn't really work out. Uh, so Connor's suggesting that maybe the fact that they were playing it, I'm Still Standing, the Elton John Classic, was maybe a hint at that, but uh, maybe. Well, that's just purely speculation and, and rumour-mongering. Uh, one of the better types of mongering, but mongering nonetheless. Um, so, yeah, that was it. Just they got Just Dance out the way fairly quickly, which was nice. Um, I say fairly quickly. The first half hour of this show really dragged, I thought. Uh, by the end of half an hour, they'd only showed four games. Um, one of them was Just Dance and one of them was a game we already knew about, Rainbow Six um, this has already been out for a long time so the, by half an hour in I was like come on, seriously, get pick up the pace and thankfully they did, but we'll get to that so after Just Dance they did Beyond Good and Evil 2 a kind of impressive CG kind of cutscene trailer thing this is, this is the kind of um this ended up being the routine throughout the entire conference that they'd start with a cg trailer that looked absolutely nothing like the game's going to look um and they're always quite long maybe a wee bit too long each one of them then someone would come out on stage and talk about it and then they'd end with showing some actual in-game not necessarily always gameplay but it's certainly an engine in engine footage like it would be it uh actual gameplay or um another cinematic but using the actual in game assets this time. Uh, so Beyond Good and Evil 2 is kinda of cutscene trailer bit at the start, which kinda of shows Jade at the end. So Jade was the kind of main protagonist from the first game. Um, and this is the first time we've seen her in this uh, second game, which is a prequel. Um and it looks like she might be a baddie, so there, presumably there's a um this is how I'm interpreting it. At least it looks like there'll be a point in the game where she becomes good and we find out why. Um so we'll see. Um, could be interesting Uh, they then showed some kind of pre-alpha gameplay footage but I'm not really sure if that counts because it was only about 20 seconds long um, and they didn't show any of it full screen it was all um, they had the camera set pointing at the stage with the two uh, spokespeople still on the stage so you didn't really get to get a proper look at it because it was still, it was basically a camera filming a screen on the stage so that was a bit disappointing but it looks okay they then brought on Joseph Gordon-Levitt the popular Hollywood actor and also one of the founders of Hit Record, uh, which apparently is some community based collaborative thing. Um, and apparently they're teaming up with Ubisoft slash Ubisoft for Beyond Good and Evil 2, uh, to let the public create some content for the game. Um so that could be interesting I'm curious to see how that works out. Um but then as they walked off, uh the mics were left on, not for the first. And this wouldn't be the only time this happens during the conference. But the mics were left on, and you heard them going, "We nailed it! We nailed it! We nailed it!" Um, so you checked Twitter at that point, and everyone was going, "Oh, the mics were left on." But that was cute. That was a nice moment that they were genuinely excited when they got off stage. That was very nice. Uh, but as we'll later find out, the, the second time that happened, it wasn't quite so uh, so positive. So a bit uh, Ubisoft had hoped that they'd sorted the mic problems. Uh, before the second occurrence. Um, up next, Rainbow Six Siege, uh, with the revelation that, that it's now got 35 million users, which am, I'd am i like to see those figures. Um, I'd like to see more in-depth analysis of that 35 million figure, because that you, you can guarantee that's not 35 million sales, because that would make it the eighth best-selling game of all time, and there's not a chance in hell that Rainbow Six Siege is the eighth best-selling game of all time. Um, So you've got to imagine those 35 million users, a lot of those are multiple accounts um, for existing players. I I would guess that I've not played Rainbow Six Siege, I've got no interest in it, but it doesn't seem like the sort of game that everyone's playing. Uh, So I would imagine some of those 35 million players are people who maybe tried a trial version and stopped playing it, uh, or bought it and played it for a week and then stopped, or like I say, people who have created multiple accounts for for whatever reason. Uh, so I'd be curious to see how many active players there are who regularly play the game, uh, but we'll see. They then showed a trailer for a documentary called Another Mind, Another Mindset, uh, which is a documentary about some pricks that play Rainbow Six Siege. This continuing fascination with esports players, which have I know. I'm. It's just my. Uh, again, like I said in the, I believe the EA uh, podcast, this is just my my old age getting to me. I I have no interest in esports whatsoever or or, or pro gamers. So as soon as they start focusing on that, I go nope. And I would imagine a lot of people are in the same boat as me. But I think when you start talking about esports you're alienating a, still a pretty large part of the fan base we're not quite at the point yet where esports is so widespread and mainstream that everyone knows who these people are um so you you're talk you're at that point you're talking to a very niche audience and you need to get off it quite quickly because if you focus too long on it like EA did uh, during the Madden section in their conference with the, that guy whose name i've already forgotten young something um, if you focus too long on that people start tuning out um, and I started tuning out by the end of this Rainbow Six section but thankfully the trailer was mercifully brief um, and then they then moved on to Trials Rising, the new game in the Trials series, uh, which I love I love the Trials games um, and Ubisoft doing their, their typical like I say they're, they're the only company one of the only companies left to do these kind of kind of cringe worthy set pieces that, that are both charming and horrible at the same time so one of the developers dressed as Evil Knievel came, drove onto the stage, in a tiny wee motorbike, then deliberately fell through the the kind of podium on the stage, and look, it's like, I don't think you would be trying that one a second time because it could have went horribly wrong. <laughs> uh, but there you go. And then introduced some guy called Professor Fat Shady, um, not his birth name, uh, I would imagine, uh, but he came on and basically explained that he got into trials four or five years ago. Started creating stages and the stages he created were so good that Ubisoft invited them to come and uh, help make this new game, Trials Rising. So there's like 20 community members apparently who are known as the Trials Elite and they've all teamed up to make the stages for the game. So that's interesting. Hopefully um, that that, that doesn't mean it's too difficult. Uh, Usually in games like this, like Mario Maker and Trials and stuff like that, when people make their own stages, you... Eventually, get a kind of elite group of people who uh, try to make make stages for each other, basically, and try and make the, the most difficult stages, the most tricky and taxing stages they can think of. So, hopefully, um, that's not the case here, and that they've kind of reined it in a bit and they've made stages that w- will be playable by the vast majority of the game in public. Um, it wouldn't be a trials game if it didn't get obscenely difficult at the end, but hopefully, at least there's, there's still a decent difficulty curve there, and you can still. Uh, play kind of reasonable stages at the start. I'm also hoping to take out the stunt stuff They added stunts to Trials Fusion, which was the last game um, And I didn't like that. I didn't like the stunt stuff anywhere near as much as just the normal getting from start to finish So hopefully they, they ditched that because that was always a bit annoying because you needed to do well in the stunt stages to progress and Always kind of wind, wind me up a bit. So yeah, it's coming in February 2019 to Xbox, PS4, PC and Switch for the first time And there was a nice wee cheer when they said that it was coming to the Switch, uh, Trials is a perfect game for the Switch, um, so I'm looking forward to that. And apparently you can register now for the closed beta, but presumably that won't be on Switch. That'll be on other systems, you would imagine. It's uh, so like I say, I've got my notes in, and I've got written down in my notes half an hour in, and we've only had four games, and that was the case. So at this point, you were a third of the way into the conference already, and we'd literally just had a Just Dance musical number, which didn't show any footage. Beyond Good and Evil 2, which showed a CGI trailer and 20 seconds of footage. Rainbow Six Siege, which is a game that's been out for a hell of a long time. And then finally, Trials with actual, some, some actual gameplay footage. Uh, so half an hour in, I was at a pretty low ebb. <laughs> I was thinking, come on, get a move on. Um, and they didn't get a move on right away. They they moved on to the Division Two, which to its credit is still a big a, a new game and, a, and quite a big game that people are a lot of people are interested in. Um, another really long CGI trailer, which had kind of nothing to do with the game, about this girl who's in a kind of um, quarantine zone, flies a paper airplane, which then kind of makes its way through uh, the the, the a decrepit Washington uh with loads of disease and stuff and people getting shot all over the place the kind of disturbing bit with a, a a woman who's tied up gets kind of dragged into the middle of a courtyard and shot in the head which is a bit a bit much um and then someone opens up the someone finds the paper airplane and opens up and it says help and you're like yeah yeah okay fair enough um so yeah the, the trailer was actually it was a re- really cool trailer but that doesn't really mean anything because like i say, it's cg it wasn't really in-game. So they announced that they're bringing raids to Division 2 and everyone lost their shit so that must be a good thing. Um, I've never really played the Division 1 because um, I'm not really much of a multiplayer gamer uh, but we'll see. This. Apparently people were quite happy by the news that raids are coming out so that's good. If people are happy, I'm happy. They then announced that in the first year, in, in year one of the game, there'll be three separate DLC episodes and each one of them will be free they made a big deal of that. But Let's wait and see if there's more to that than meets the eye, because that potentially means that Year 2 will be paid uh, paid DLC, otherwise they would have said all DLC for this game will be free, uh, or all episodic content for this game at least will be free. They didn't, they just said Year 1 will be free, so that kind of suggests that maybe Year 2 won't be, Um but we'll see. Um, and then they followed it up with an an, an engine trailer like actually showing what the game looks like. Um, again, it wasn't actual gameplay footage although you got that at Microsoft's conference uh, yesterday. It was more just um, another kind of cinematic trailer but using the assets from the game instead of uh, CGI stuff. Um, looks good enough, it looks fine. Again, it's probably not the sort of game I'll be getting um, unless there's some sort of decent solo campaign in there but I don't think there will be, it's not that sort of game and that's fine, it's not my thing but it's certainly a lot of other people's things so they can get stuck in and enjoy it. So it's out on the 15th of March and there's a, a beta coming for that as well so fill your boots. Uh, they then moved on to Mario and Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle which uh, has they've said for a long, for a, quite a while now that there's Donkey Kong DLC coming to it, um, and. It's going to become, it's called Donkey Kong Adventure, and it's going to be out on the 26th of June. Um, they brought out Grant Kirkhope, who did the music for the game. He's done music for rare uh, games and stuff like that in the past. And they did like a orchestral bit where um, him and another band were, played some of the music from the Donkey Kong DLC, which was quite cool. But um, again, they've been the. the, being the since I'm here for the games and not much else, it was a shame that there was looked like quite a lengthy trailer for the Donkey Kong DLC and it looked quite cool, but a lot of it was, again, filming a stage while people are performing music and all that stuff instead of going full screen and just showing us what the game looks like. Um, so that's a shame. I mean, we saw Kirk Cope and the rest of them taking it to the stage. You knew at that point it was live music. They could have just gone directly, like entirely to full screen game trailer at that point and the music would have still been orchestral and everyone would have still known it was live music being played uh, without us needing to constantly see someone uh, on a keyboard and stuff like that, we get it Um, just a shame but the content looks good, Like Donkey Kong's playable in it now and it looks like there's a uh, rabid Cranky Kong, uh, to be honest I'm a bit out of the loop with that DLC, I've not looked too much into it Um, because I've got Mario and Rabbids and I've got the season pass and uh, I've deliberately been kind of kept away from the details and that because I want to just kind of enjoy it um, as fresh as possible, so um, we'll see. It looks quite good though, I'm I'm up for that. So it's out in 26th of June, it's out in 15 days. 14 days if you've got the season pass, it's out on the 25th. Um, It looks cool, Donkey Kong's got this kind of bongo move, so he gets his bongos out Donkey Kong style and plays them and it looks like it kind of attracts all the enemies towards him and then he does a big ground pound thing and kills them all, so that's quite cool again they kept the mics on (laughs) when they came off and this is the bit where it was maybe less positive so the first time the mics were on um, after the Joseph Gordon Levitt bit they all walked off and you could hear them going yeah we nailed it we nailed it and that was everyone's going oh that's quite good quite positive but this time when the chap uh, (laughs) who was talking about Marion Rabbids came off you heard someone saying oh sorry they they changed the entrance for you because the the entrance bit when they came out uh, when the, the big screen moved up um, all these people moved, brought all the instruments out, so the drums and the keyboards and everything um, and the guy who was meant to be doing the, the talk kind of came out and people with the instruments were kind of running in front of him and he had to shimmy around him and all that before he could get on the stage so when he went off stage the mics was still on and you could hear, you heard someone saying they weren't supposed to, sorry about them changing the entrance and him saying, oh it changes every day, it changes every second. So like, you just got to hear behind the scenes some guy just moaning like shit <laughs> Ubisoft uh pissing around with it with the set directions, so that was maybe less positive uh behind the scenes stuff. Uh, but there you go. They then moved on to Skull and Bones, uh, another really long CGI trailer for um what is this new kind of um pirate combat game? Um <sighs> I I got really excited last year when they first the the first second they announced Skull and Bones, uh, because they said oh everyone likes Assassin's Creed Black Flag and they wanted more of that so we're giving you more of that and I was like yes because I absolutely adored Assassin's Creed Black Flag I loved sailing about in my boat occasionally getting into kind of battles which were okay but that was kind of part of it um, it broke the action up a bit and then kind of sailing to different islands and getting off them and exploring them and fighting people I loved all that. This is just from what I can tell, just ship battles, just ship combat um with no exploration of land or anything like that, and it looks like it's mainly online, which to me, I tweeted earlier i said it's as if someone went into my brain and found out found my feelings about Black Flag, which I loved. I just systematically took out all the bits that I liked about it um and just kept the bits that I tolerated like the ship combat I was okay. It was fun enough in, in small doses but on the way to kind of other um, land adventures which is kind of the main point of it. So this looks like it's just ship battling and, and, and online as well which I don't want to team up with people. I don't want to be part of a crew. I just want to be me. I want to be a lone pirate sailing the seas and all that kind of stuff. Um, and Sea of Thieves has already kind of uh, soured me on on the idea of being part of a pirate crew and I don't really want to do it again. So it looks like I might be giving Skull and Bones a miss unless something pretty drastic happens to suggest there's a single player element to it, but it doesn't look like there is at this point. So that's a shame. Um, Transference next. This is Elijah Wood uh, coming to stage as his kind of production company. Um, This looks suitably creepy. Um, They're still quite vague about what it is. They're talking about some sort of stuff about how it's about taking over people's minds or, or reading people's thoughts or something like that. Um, it's a first-person kind of puzzle adventure where you see things from the perspective of different family members. It looks like there's some kind of shady goings on in this family. Uh, the trailer was partly live action. It looked like I don't think it. It was odd. It was kind of disconcerting live action, but it looked like it for a second. It might have been kind of Uncanny Valley CGI, but I don't think it was. The, the, the CGI isn't that good yet. I think it was just like oddly filmed live action footage of like a dad talking to a screen. Um, but then it showed you some of the game it looks like it's got kind of horror elements to it um, kind of first person but it looks quite creepy so I'm I'm up for that I'm cautiously optimistic it's a VR game but thankfully they said VR and other systems which hopefully just means you'll be able to play it non-VR because I'm done with VR uh, so hopefully as long as you can play it in the standard first person perspective not in VR uh, I'm up for that that looks quite cool um, then the big one which when it started I didn't think it was a big one because uh, this is the one kind of moment where Ubisoft turned me around from saying I don't give a shit about this to suddenly going oh, okay, well I'm buying this then by the looks of it. Starlink Battle for Atlas they, they showed this last year um, and the general consensus was, mm, this is a cool idea but it's too late. Um, essentially it's a space exploration game but you buy these kind of toy ships uh, and attach them to this Uh, peripheral that clips onto your controller it's basically a toys to life game uh, with spaceships um, and you can clip different weapons onto the spaceship and they get added to the ship and it was a cool idea but it was like maybe if this was five years ago when Disney Infinity and Lego Dimensions were still the kind of big thing and Skylanders obviously uh, then yeah brilliant but it seems like that kind of Fad is dying out, and you're kind of like, mm, maybe Starlink's come a wee bit too late, and then suddenly they went, oh, by the way, Star Fox is in the Switch version. Uh, you can buy, you get an R wing for it, and a Fox McLeod figure. And at that point, I was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'm up for that now. Um, my big concern, I was kind of chatting on Twitter while they were while they were discussing it. My big concern was that um, I've already I've been putting photos on Twitter of my. Uh, toys to life collection basically Uh, we just moved house uh, a couple of weeks ago which explained the kind of lack of podcast for a while Um, um, and yeah I've got a new kind of games room and I've set up these shelves and the shelves are just full, there's like 120 amiibo, the full set of 120 odd Disney Infinity figures, the full set of uh, 60 I think it is or 80 Lego Dimensions figures, like those are two complete sets um, and a load of amiibos and it's like I, I can't, I cannot commit to collecting something else so when I saw this Starlink thing my first tweet was like ah, I don't want this game but Star Fox is in it, I can't not have Starfox I don't want this to be a game where I'm collecting more plastic toys again but then someone kind of explained to me I, I must have missed this because I wasn't really in on it last year uh, but it was apparently explained last year that you don't need to buy the toys um, you can just add them digitally uh, or as kind of DLC kind of stuff, and like microtransactions. So if you want a ship or a specific character, you don't need to go out and buy the toy. This time, you can just add it as DLC, which I'm fine with. That's quite cool. Um, so yeah, if that's the case, the the, the pictures of the starter set for the Switch are, are doing the rounds, which is basically the game, the attachment for the Switch, uh, the the like the dock type thing, uh, the, a big hefty R wing, uh, toy fox mcleod and the game's kind of lead protagonist the two figure characters and that's it and if that's all that comes with it if that's all you need despite what louise was saying at the start of the podcast um i'm up for that because that means that's a pretty tidy sum that's a a pretty tidy little package there like just uh, one ship two characters that's it i don't need to have another shelf full of spaceships that i don't give a shit about Um, I've got is one spaceship that I give very much of a shit about, I love the Arwing and Star Fox um, so I'm up for that, I'm definitely up for that just purely because it's a cool looking Arwing so that's good, so by the end of it I went from not giving a shit to marking 16th of October on my calendar because I'm definitely up for that Um, it looks fantastic Um, so yeah, good times and obviously Miyamoto was in the audience and there's a lovely wee awkward bit where they gave him the first uh prototype or something, the first finished version of the R-Wing, and if that's the size of it, fuck me, it looked massive. Um, I I get the feeling it's going to be slightly smaller than that because they basically brought it out in a big slab. It was like, get that down you, Miyamoto. And he kind of looked at it as if to say, fucking what? What do you want me to do with this? Um, But yeah, so it looked quite hefty, but um, I'm up for that. I would imagine it would be a wee bit smaller. Um, But yeah, so I'm now up for Starlink Battle for Atlas purely because of that Star Fox. Uh, crossover, so well done Ubisoft, you've won me over. Um, then moved on to For Honor, which is a game I've never played, and kind again, because it's got a multiplayer focus, I've never really been into it. But for those who are keen on it, uh, the PC Starter Edition is now free to, I say, quote-unquote buy. If you go to Ubisoft's uh, weird kind of uh, version of Steam or Origin, which I always forget the name of. It used to be Uplay, but I don't know what it's called now. Um, um, you can get the PC starter edition of For Honor for free until Monday, uh, the 18th of June, uh, at which point you'll need to pay for it again. Um, and they've also announced For Honor Marching Fire, which will be the next kind of DLC update. And they're adding a new faction with four Chinese warriors in it, and a new kind of four four versus four castle siege breach type mode thing, which is fine if you're into that. Fill your boots, uh, but it's not really my my thing, but all oh, good. What is my thing though is The Crew 2, uh, which they showed another kind of an engine trailer for. But again, it's although it's in-engine, uh, you kind of get a feeling the game's not going to play like that. There's a lot of kind of ridiculous over-the-top stuff. Um, but it looks really cool. There's, uh, it looks a lot more fun. I, I quite enjoyed the first uh, The Crew, but it was quite serious. It was almost like a kind of... Um, You know when the Fast and the Furious sometimes takes itself a bit too serious, it was kind of like that. So it was kind of over-the-top racing, but not much more than that. You pick a car and drove about, and that was kind of it. This looks a bit more over-the-top and a bit more wacky and zany. So you've got speedboats leaping over roads and uh, planes and uh, motorbikes and F1 cars and everything all kind of merged together. So it looks really cool. and well up for that. Uh, So the open beta for that starts on 21st 21st of June. And you can preload it, preload it now, so I'll definitely be be trying that out. I say that we've got a baby coming, <laughs> uh, the baby's due on the 18th of June, so the crew to open beta is three days later. So unless the baby uh, comes a bit later, I'm probably not going to be partaking in that open beta. But you never know. Uh, they part- they say that uh, the first baby usually is late, uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, And then finally they finished with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, not uh, any relation to Mario Odyssey, Um, this one's set in ancient Greece, Uh, this was kind of confirmed a a few weeks back so this is the first time we get to properly see it, Um, you can choose to play as a man or a woman this time, Alexios or Cassandra and already on Twitter you can see some backlash already from Stupid fucking neckbeards who don't, uh, who've never spoken to a woman in their life. I never understood this. I've never understood why having a woman in a game uh, leads to a lot of fucking woman haters uh, coming on saying this game's a disgrace, I can't believe there's a woman in it. Surely you would think sad pricks like that, uh, although for the wrong reasons, would love having a woman in a game just so they can ogle a fucking woman's arse all the way through it because. Um, because those are the kind of people that are, that are, that are like that. They, most of these people are frustrated because women won't pay them any attention. And uh, so you would think pricks like this would love having African, uh, a fucking uh an attractive female lead in their game, so they can do a Lara Croft and stare at her arse half the time. I don't understand why these idiots um don't like women being in their games. Like if 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 they're the misogynist type, then you would think they uh they they would. They would want that, but there you go. Either way, fuck them. Um, but yeah, so that's good. You can play as a man or a woman, um, and you play as them for the entire game, so that's a cool wee touch. Um, and you can now choose dialogue too, so it's not just um, what, what it's been like in previous Assassin's Creed games where you just kind of uh, do uh, mission after mission, go here, talk to someone, now go here, now go here, now go here. Uh, you actually kind of get to every bit of a chat and slightly, at, le- at the very least, change the dialogue a bit. Um, so that's interesting. You can lock on the Some battle, uh, some battling stuff. You can lock on enemies, which I'm fairly sure is new for Assassin's Creed. Um, someone might need to let me know, and uh, if that's different, but I'm pretty sure in previous Assassin's Creed games you couldn't lock on enemies, and but you can now. Uh, the battle certainly looked a lot smoother than in previous Assassin's Creed battles, where you could kind of lock on and roll out the way and all that kind of stuff. It was, it was pretty cool. We fight it showed. Um, so in Fifth of October, I'm well up for it. The, the gameplay they showed looked really, really pretty. Um, even though the the Ubisoft's uh, YouTube feed was kind of poorer quality than the other ones that have been on so far, uh, than EA's and Microsoft's and Square Enix's and all that, um, it looked. It, you could still tell this is a pretty. A pretty good looking game um, so yeah I'm up for that 5th of October and that was it that was Ubisoft's conference that was a, it was a mixed bag uh, like I say, this it started really slowly um, and I, after half an hour I was like Jesus Christ how long is this going to take uh, but it kind of picked up the pace and some nice wee surprises at Starlink has won me over um, Assassin's Creed looks cool transference I'm interested about uh, I'm also still keen on the Mario DLC because I have bought the season pass so I'm committed to it anyway Uh, But then stuff like, oh and Trials I'm up for as well, but then stuff like Skull and Bones, could not give a shit, For Honor, not interested, Rainbow Six has been out for ages, not interested, Division 2 is not my kind of thing, so um, yeah it was ups and downs for me but by and large it was like a 6 or a 7 I'd say out of 10, it was fine, Um, I quite enjoyed it um, at times, um, but I tolerated it, it kept my attention till the end and that's uh, more than you can say for some others. yeah, so let's check the questions, the old Twitter questions, and see what people are saying. Uh, do, 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 do. Right. Affie Lockhart uh, says, How would you rate Ubisoft support towards the Switch compared to other third-party uh, third input? I'm definitely happy happy to see trials for one. Yeah, Ubisoft, to be fair to their credit, they've been supporting, well, certainly more than any, any of the other conferences so far. Ubisoft has supported the Switch more. Vocally, uh, FIFA 19 and the EA conference. FIFA 19 has since been confirmed for the switch, uh, but they didn't mention it during the conference. Um, so yeah, it's nice to see, um, even in Bethesda's, uh, is, unless I missed it, Bethesda didn't show any Wolfenstein switch footage. They mentioned that it was coming, but they didn't show any of it. Um, so Ubisoft have been the only one so far that have kind of made a big deal of the Switch, like mentioning it for trials and getting it each year um, and then saying here's some Switch exclusive content uh, with Starlink. So um, yeah, fair play to Ubisoft there. Um, to be fair, Ubisoft and Nintendo have always kind of been um, pally. They, 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 for better or worse, like Ubisoft have a habit of uh, launching with, with some shit. I remember when the Wii first came out and Ubisoft launched with five games. Uh, I think Raven Rabbids might have been a launch title, but then they would like some terrible monster truck game, uh, another terrible racing game, something GT I can't remember, uh, Red Steel which was which I enjoyed but most people didn't, so I'm sorry, um, and a fifth game which I can't remember, but yeah, so they launched with some some garbage and and some decent stuff as well. So Ubisoft are always there or thereabouts with Nintendo, so um, it's good to see they're still going. Uh, Marty Bennett raises a good point. Uh, thoughts on Just Dance still being released on Wii and how much longer do you think it will keep doing so this is the thing, the Wii's dead now but Just Dance continues you can't categorically go on Wikipedia now and see what the last game released for the Wii was because it's still going uh, Just Dance 19, 2019 is coming to the Wii and I suppose there's still some families out there who still crack out the Wii every now and then and I know a lot of families love Just Dance and uh, the Wii version's is the most popular because uh, well, one of the most popular because of the Wii Remote uh gameplay. Um so until people stop buying it, I think they're gonna keep making it. Uh, it will certainly sell more than the Xbox uh version, which presumably still requires connect or you using your mobile phone, I suppose, as a controller. Uh PlayStation version which can use the PlayStation camera, but again presumably uses the mobile phone. The Wii version is still gonna keep trucking along until they stop until it stops selling they're gonna keep doing it. So yeah, the Wii is not officially dead until Ubisoft decides, by the looks of it. Um, let's have a look. let see what else we've got. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, Finlay asks, how do you feel about Assassin's Creed's new direction? Do you usually play the games and while you play this one? He says, even as someone who hasn't played tons of Assassin's Creed, I could not be more excited about the addition of story and dialogue choices. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, it's cool. It doesn't seem like a totally new direction. It's just like uh, tweaks. Uh, like I say it looks like lock-ons are new uh, having dialogue choices is a nice wee touch it just looks like they finally listened to some stuff i was still wary of it because it was only a year after the last Assassin's Creed game and when well, the game was totally different than this you, you kind of with, with a totally new world and, and stuff like that you, you wonder how how good it is like the last Assassin's Creed benefited from Ubisoft taking a break for a year um, so I wonder if going back to the year like kind of Assassin's Creed game is maybe going to affect it in a negative way but so far it looks good but we'll see you never know you never can tell uh let's see if we've got more du, du, du. Sean Thomas kind of th- slightly similar to um slightly similar to what Afi was saying earlier but uh, more more kind of general Uh, He's asking, what do you think of the Switch support so far from across the board? Expected due to the technical differences of the different consoles are a bit paltry. I think it's doing okay. Um, E3, I wonder if some of them are being held back for Nintendo's conference, uh, or not conference but Nintendo's showcase thing, Um, it'll be interesting to see what gets kind of announced there uh, because sometimes some third party stuff gets saved for Nintendo's. I don't have an issue with the Switch support so far. There are some games that clearly will never be on the Switch because of the power um, and downgrading it would just be too much effort. Uh, So stuff like Beyond Good and Evil 2 uh, you would imagine won't be coming to the Switch. Uh, Stuff like Battlefield 5 won't be coming to the Switch. Um, That's just the way it is and that's fine. Um, The Switch is ticking along nicely and there's still plenty of games coming for it. There's a lot of games in the pipeline for it. It's been such a uh, successful system um and in a different way than the Wii was. The Wii sold a shitload, uh, but a lot of those uh, sales were people who were buying it purely for Wii Sports. So uh, third parties kind of realized quite quickly that um, the console, the Wii selling a lot, didn't necessarily uh, correlate. Didn't didn't necessarily result in um large uh, high kind of. Software sales for them, a lot, of the tech, a lot of them at the first were saying, "Oh, the Wii's a big, a big spinner. Let's get some games out on the Wii." And um, within a year, it was pretty clear that everyone was buying a Wii for Wii Sports, and then no one was buying any other stuff that was coming out for it, and quickly support dropped off. The Switch, certainly still at this early stage, early stage, the Switch is by and large being bought by gamers, um, and third-party uh, publishers who, are, and, and especially indie publishers who are bringing the games out on the Switch, are seeing good sales. Um, So I get the feeling support for the Switch is going to continue longer than support for the Wii did. Um, So just we need to be patient and see what else is coming. Bear in mind, only for the past maybe nine months has it been clear that Switch has got this momentum and that it's not... Uh, it's not dying off anytime soon. It's going to keep coming when Pokemon comes out for it, and when Smash Brothers comes out for it, that momentum's going to keep going. And we've only really known that as a fact for the past nine months or so. So these games take a while to get made. Like developers, uh, publishers who only realised that say nine months ago and said, right, well, this is this has got legs. This is going to keep going. Let's let's start making stuff for it. You're talking next year before those games, at the very least next year before these games start surfacing. Um, so it's a bit too early now to see whether the Switch isn't being supported. Let's just kind of hold fire and see what, what next year brings because I think it'll be a pleasant surprise. Um, but that's the glass half full in me, so we'll see. Um, let's see what else. NSW Mongoose asking, will I be buying the Switch version of Starlink now? The Fox Cloud edition has been announced. Yes. Yes, I will. Uh, I can't not have, I can't not have Star, uh, Star Fox content. I love Star Fox, always have. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely be getting that. Um, also, been linked to news saying that Starlink will require a 15 gigabyte download on Switch, so get stocking up on your SD cards, folks. Um, and yeah, there we go. Um, that's the questions. So yeah, that that was that was Ubisoft. That that was okay. That was a that was a half decent uh, one. It was like I said like I say, there's good points and bad points, but oh, by and large, not bad, not too shabby, uh, and there was enough there to keep me. Happy with with stuff that's coming out. Um, at the end of the week, if if there's enough interest in it, I'll do kind of recap ones of a uh, recap podcast, kind of covering the other uh, conferences that I haven't touched on, but just briefly. Uh, I stayed up late last night for Bethesda's conference and immediately regretted it because that went on far too long for what they showed. Uh, the Bethesda conference was, um, with no, with no disrespect to Bethesda because I like them and I like their games, but that was everything that I would, that I don't like in conferences, there was, they had an over-enthusiastic crowd there of Bethesda fans who just whooped and hollered at almost literally the end of every single sentence, even stuff that didn't require cheering, they would say a sentence and they would go, "Whoa, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba blah ba 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 and it just dragged on for ages and it was about it was only about 20 minutes worth of um announcements there but it went on for about an hour and a half Um, so that was a really bad one um, in my opinion the Square Enix one was a wee bit better but they went down the Nintendo Direct route uh, by just having a pre-recorded a pre-recorded presentation Um, and it was brief, it was only half an hour Uh, just showed the trailers they needed to show and got on with it so that was cool, I appreciated that it was just kind of in and out, here's what we've got cheers, see you later Um, even though there was a ten wee bit of repetition the the Kingdom Hearts trailer was more or less the same with a couple of wee edits, more or less the same as the one that showed in the Microsoft conference but that was it but yeah, by and large not bad so later tonight uh, we've got this PC gaming one is actually ongoing just now so I'll catch up on that later, I'm not much of a PC gamer anyway Uh, Sony is at I believe half two in the morning Uh, I'll need to double check that but yes I will stay up for the Sony one um, and record a podcast after that as well so Uh, so that it'll be ready for your morning commute um, because I'm nice like that Um, and yeah please do keep reviewing this on iTunes and letting people know about it and telling people to to give it a listen if you enjoyed it Um, and yeah I'll be back very soon in a matter of hours uh, with the Sony podcast cheers for listening guys, bye bye